Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I don't know why there's this bad association with me and the Brooklyn Nets. I feel like that's unfair. It's not like I've talked them up over the years, over and over again, and keep telling people over and over again to look out for the Brooklyn Nets. I think the Nets are potentially real competition for the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. I do. I hear you snickering. I still think the Celtics should have traded Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, by the way. Finally, the Brooklyn Nets, that great experiment. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, it is finally over. My Nets. Just a remarkable deal for the Suns. My Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant with Devin Booker. But as I've always said, they have the talent to go on a run. This is a organization that is ready to hit the reset button. The Nets are competition. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Arkan, is it just Milwaukee or are there other teams? No, I think Philadelphia is a reasonable. No. Uh... <laughs> uh, it's good to have company in the bad takes department. Thank God there's someone on this show who can uh, talk reasonably about basketball. Somebody, I love that clip till the end. Somebody with a brain. Somebody uh, immune to the bad takes, I guess. I, I am not a religious person. But even I have been screaming to the heavens, why, God, what did I do with these Nets takes? Every <laughs> every day I show up, it's another bad Nets story for me. Every day. Like last week, the Celtics beat them by 40. You know, then they trade Kyrie. I'm going with my Nets. <laughs> then they trade Durant. I'm it's going like, with Kyrie Irving. What have I done? Every day, Every day I show up. And every single day, what have I done, God? What what did I do to deserve getting slapped over the head yet again? Uh, but Kevin Durant, no longer a Brooklyn Net. <laughs> I have renounced the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to see if we can get Arcan to do the same with the Philadelphia 76ers later on today. Uh, but the trade deadline, less than an hour away. We'll get to all your thoughts here on Jones and Meg. Go with Arcan, 617-779-7937. The Celtics have done something. Oh, boy. It's not much, but they've done something. Mike Mascala, 6'10", 6'11", shooting big, depth forward, gave up a couple of second rounders and bench fodder. Is that enough, or do the Celtics have to do more? I would like to see them do more, obviously. Um, I'm not super impressed by this. I think it's fine. It doesn't, but it's not, it doesn't really make any difference, I think, in terms of your depth. I thought Steve Pet had an interesting comparison to Kelly Olynyk. It's basically a cheaper Kelly Olynyk in terms of production, which is okay. He well, brings why, a little length. Well, why are they cheaping out? Like that's what I want to know. It's like Pertle moved. So, I thought they wanted Pertle. Why are they? Why are they cheaping out? Why do they need a cheaper Kelly Olynyk? Why couldn't they go get Jakob Pertle? Why, why are they being cheap? They had this range in mind for wing where they were only going to stay below seven million for wing. Now, why? I don't know how much that has to do with. The TPE that they have staying over from Dennis Schroeder, which is $5.9 million, and then not wanting to go into more luxury tax territory or whatever. 
What's going on back there? Are you eating chips? What's going on? Excuse me? Uh, Arcan's, Arcan's like Rome back there. He's crumbling. Arcan's, crumbly. Arcan's, Arcan's like, this draft? trending copy's unacceptable. <laughs> he's like, he's, that's like a Rome move where he crumples up his paper after. That's what Rome would do. He'd like crumple up after his takes. He'd be like, rack it, and then crumple it up. That was that was like a Rome move. Rack right it. There. Ra- rack that take. Like, crumple, crumple, crumple. This is just like a B minus C plus move to me, right? I mean, it, it doesn't really do, any, do anything. Yeah. No, You're Ar- feeling? No, well, uh, Arcan, is this enough? No. I, I it, Mike Muscal is a stiff. I mean, he's been a stiff since Bucknell. But I like uh, that they did something and that they have another warm body at the uh, at the big. Watching that game last night, I know they won. And my God, Philadelphia, Jesus, what was that? <laughs> uh, but to see Luke Cornett, Blake Griffin, and Grant Williams, those three all taking turns trying to defend Embiid, which they did somehow. Uh, I watched that and thought, well, this isn't going to last. And with uh, Williams and Horford both sort of questionable right now, I felt like they needed to make a move and bring in another body of big, someone who's better than Cornette, and at the very least you can say Mescal is that. But that's the small thing that they needed. The big thing they need is another wing. Yeah, uh, Muscala is basically nothing. But I guess that's better than nothing. It's it's a depth move that I would hope wouldn't pay more uh, play more than eight to ten minutes in a postseason series. So this is not enough. Not enough, Brad. And Brad Stevens has been very bold. You know he's gone out and traded for Malcolm Brogdon. He's traded for Derek White. I don't give him a ton of credit for the Al Horford move. You know that one kind of dropped into his lap. That was really more of dumping Kemba Walker's salary than anything. But Brad's mostly been bold. This is not bold. When when Wick told you to muscle up. I think Brad heard Muscala. Like, I think that's what he heard. He's like, ah, Muscala, I'm going to go get him. I got him for you, Wick. This is not muscling up. This is not a big enough move. They need to think bigger. The trade deadline is less than an hour away. It's at 3 o'clock. Anything happens, we will update you right here live on Jones and Mego with Arcan. We'll get to all your phone calls again. 617-779-7937. Is it enough? What do the Celtics need? What's your confidence level in Brad? Again, 617-779-7937. Now, I heard uh, Gresh and Fourier, they were supposed to have Gary Washburn on about a half an hour ago. He was supposed to join them at 1.30. Apparently, he canceled the interview. So, maybe something's in the works. Maybe the Celtics are working on something again. Anything happens, we'll be sure to keep maybe our eye on it. Maybe a column for the Globe is in the works. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. It could just as well maybe be that. Maybe it's a as... conference call with, you know, Mike Muscala or something like that. I have no idea, but whatever. Uh, he got bumped, and I like to think that there's a bigger trade happening for the Celtics because they need to do more. Uh, so, again, anything happens, we'll keep you up to speed on that. Things are happening around the NBA. Kevin Durant got dealt overnight. I wasn't up when this happened. I, I woke up and no. saw the news today. I was like, holy crap. I didn't realize Durant was on the Suns. When did this happen? Uh should the Celtics have been in on Kevin Durant? Because I'm surprised he went for so little. I'm surprised he went for uh, Mikael Bridges, who is honestly like a Marcus Smart type player. Mm-hmm. He's a He was the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Another wing in Cam Johnson. A bunch of picks, but they're just picks. I, I look at that trade and I go, we were talking about Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I don't even know that you had to give up. Jalen Brown to get Kevin Durant. I'm stunned he went for so little. Well, I think you, if you didn't want to give up Jalen, I'm not sure what else you really give up. Because it also, if you look at the leaked, uh, you know, offers for Pirtle and what other teams were offering Pirtle, I know it's not anywhere near the same. But they don't seem eager to part with most of their roster players. Brad doesn't. And 
You could say, we'll just trade picks, but you already trade your 2023 first round pick for Malcolm Brogdon. So by league rules, you can't trade 2024. Then you're getting to 2025 and beyond. And if the Nets are now looking to do a rebuild, that's kind of maybe out of sync with their calendar. And you're also getting in a territory where the Celtics might be really, probably, will be really good top of the league for the next several years. Well, that's why so how much are those picks even going to be worth? Well, no. right. So they're, so they're so, not but the valuable. Other, the other teams but neither come, are the Suns. Right. The Suns picks aren't valuable either. But they're going to look at that and go, well, what, what are the Suns picks right now? Well, I have no idea. What did I mean, they, which ones did they specifically offer? Oh, they, I, they, it's every other year until like 2029 with a pick swap in there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes down to the Celtics like what they have. Again, in real time, more than the opportunity for Durant, even if it meant coming up short of Jalen and offering, who would they offer out? So Smart would probably be on the table, right? Yeah, I mean. And then, well, they would ask for somebody like Rob Williams. I mean, these are players that they want. Somebody like Rob Williams, they want around for a while, even though he's extremely I know, but now we're talking prone. about you can't trade Jalen for Kevin Durant, and you also can't trade Smart and Rob Williams? I think that's how they feel. No, no, well, okay, but I'm asking you now. Yeah. Okay, fine. So if the Celtics feel that way, I think that's a mistake. Don't don't turn into Danny Ainge, Brad. Right, right. I, I love that he's been bold and traded first round picks. I, I I love that he's been bold and tinkered with the roster. I love that he hasn't fallen in love with young players on the team and fallen in love with his roster in general. Ainge did too much of that at the end. We discussed this earlier in the week, maybe yesterday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember when. Or I guess yesterday was Wednesday, Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember when we talked about it, but Ainge is a good GM in a rebuild. I never felt like Ainge was a great GM with a team on the precipice because he was too afraid to go all in. I think Brad's been more all in. Don't Danny Ainge this and fall in love with your roster and fall in love with your picks. I'm afraid that's what's happening. Yeah, if it was something where it's, um like, from my perspective, if you're talking about Rob Williams and Marcus Smart for Durant, that's something I you would do. You have to do yeah, that. I of course you that. have to do that. I so, would do that. So, I don't, but I understand why Brad isn't. I mean, from his perspective, I'm not surprised. And I don't know that I would have got it done. But Arkan, I was surprised that Durant went for so little. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. If you could have got him for Marcus Smart and Robert Williams and anything other than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I think as much as Brad Stevens may like this roster, and how would you not like this roster? It's a good roster. But I think he would have done that. I think he definitely would have done that. And I think Danny Ainge would have, too. Danny Ainge loved Kevin Durant. Um, I, I think that he always was trying to get him. But either way, he's out in the Western Conference now. Mm-hmm. Everything that's happened here is worth Worked out pretty well for Boston, I would say. I mean, who really got better around you? You got Jay Crowder going to Milwaukee. That's basically it. I'd say they had a chance to get Durant. It was probably um, still one that I would imagine the Nets would have asked for a higher price for a team in the division and in the conference than they would for uh, you know shipping them out to the West Coast, or not the West Coast, but Phoenix, just to get them out of there and you won't have to compete with them. I could see that being uh, part of the equation, too. But I don't know. I mean, I think it worked out about as well as it could have if you're not going to get Durant. Are you annoyed? The Celtics weren't in on Durant, especially if the asking price was something less than Jalen Brown, who's now hurt, by the way. The young, healthy Jalen Brown. I've been told how healthy and young he is. He's now hurt again, just like he was in the playoffs two years ago, just like he was earlier this season. Are you annoyed the Celtics weren't in on Kevin Durant when he went for something a lot less than maybe an all-NBA player, certainly an all-star, in Jalen Brown? Again, 617-779-7937. You can weigh in there. Uh, let's get to some of the reaction to the trade. I like this one from Winhorst when he was on uh, Get Up, I think, this morning with Mike Greenberg. And here's how the NBA reacted, similar to how we reacted, when we found out that a Durant trade went down overnight. Last night, midnight, I don't know whatever time it was, I'm on the phone with the team that had just done a trade. Okay, They're positioning their team. 
I'm going through the trade with the lead executive, and he goes, holy bleep, oh. Woj. <laughs> I didn't even know. He didn't even know. That was the whole league. The whole league went holy bleep. And now we're in a mad scramble till 3 o'clock. This was the kind of Woj bomb that blows up the entire league. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Ryan there at the end, uh, or during holy the, the clip. Holy bleep. It, well, so Ryan, just say what you said in my ear on the air there, Ryan. I mean, I just hear uh, Brian Windhorst and on the other line is uh, Brad Stevens, and they're talking about the Mike Mascala thing. <laughs> oh, you know, like, holy bleep. You know, I was. Wendy, t- can you believe this? <laughs> you know, I was talking to a GM. I don't want to name any names, but he said he knocked his milk over when I was talking to him. <laughs> Golly gee, Wilkins. I don't like the foul language, but holy bleep, can you believe it? Sorry, I have to whisper. The wife doesn't like when I'm up past midnight. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Holy wanna, bleep! I don't want to give up any sources, but he said he burnt his white toast when he was uh, <laughs> when he was sitting there and eating it. Uh, I don't want to name any names here. Uh, so that was Windhorse. How does Stephen A. feel about the Phoenix Suns now that they have a piece like Kevin Durant, who the Celtics could have got? What does it do for the Suns? Think about the situation that Kevin Durant has walked into. You don't have to worry about being a leader. Chris Paul got that covered. Mm-hmm. You don't have to look for another stud. Devin Booker's got that covered. You got a stud on your front line. DeAndre Ayton is no scrub. His brother can play. And when you look, and then on top of all of that, you got a high character, high basketball IQ, high exceptional individual in Monty Williams as your coach. For the organization from the top on down, now that Mr. Sarver is gone, and they got a new breed up in there, this is the situation that Kevin Durant is walking into. All you've got to do is be you. As a basketball player, that is it. And this is what it comes down to. And I said it before and I say it again. This is the best chance that the Phoenix Suns have of winning the NBA championship in my lifetime. When they went to the finals against Michael Jordan, that was Michael Jordan and Pippen waiting for you. Okay? That ain't the case now. So I, I like the take from Stephen A. And it does apply to the Celtics. And I agree. The Suns have a better chance to win now because the NBA is much more wide open oh, than Michael Jordan's yes. NBA. And Barkley was awesome. Barkley was awesome. That That's, again, right in my prime childhood NBA watching age. But you may not have to deal with teams in the East, to Arkan's point. The West has got a hell of a lot better. Yes. Kyrie's with Luka. Kyrie looked good last night. I don't know if you guys watched any of that. I obviously didn't make it to the Durant trade, but I watched some of Kyrie last night. He looked good. He beat the Clippers without Luka. And now the Suns are a real championship contender. Durant and Chris Paul, I guess they don't have problems. We talked about that earlier in the week. If Chris Paul were going to go join him with the Nets, I'm like, eh, not everybody loves Chris Paul. Apparently they're fine. They have Devin Booker. They have Aiton. The Suns are a real championship threat. It's a long way away, and that'd be the Celtics back in the finals, but it's not good news that Durant's on a contender. A question about... uh how this deal went down with the Suns and the Nets and why it may have never been a possibility for Boston. Since Windhorse is talking about he's on the phone with unnamed GM, did it feel like this was an extremely pre-orchestrated move between the Suns and the Nets, considering that the Suns were Durant's favorite their, their name last had been, summer? Their name had been out there in the summer. And their then, name had been out there over the last week. And he's on the phone, and it sounds like everybody, or at least many around the league, are completely taken aback. Holy so, bleep. So maybe... Look, I can't imagine, given past comments, that Boston was Durant's preferred destination in any scenario. And he sure as hell didn't want to get sent up to Toronto. So I have to wonder if it's a situation where he sits down with the Nets and they're like, how about you don't, you know, talk horribly about us like Kyrie's going on this, 
you know, and I'm not saying sign an NDA or something, but right. some kind of handshake agreement of that sort. And we'll send you to the team that you want to go to that you can very likely win a championship and with. And that, that Kyrie reportedly might still join in the offseason. Like, Kyrie might still go team up in Phoenix. Uh, 617-779-7937. And then I can, I can be all in on the Suns. Uh, we'll get to all your feedback coming up. Do we trust Brad Stevens? Do we trust him at the trade deadline? He's had a pretty good track record so far as the president of basketball operations. Uh, we'll answer that question with all your phone calls right after the headline, uh, the uh, trending here, I should say, from Christian Arcan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We are back to Jones and Mako on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Jones and Mego with Argan here until 6 on a Thursday afternoon. The NBA trade deadline fast approaching. What the hell is going on? Less than 40 minutes away at 3 o'clock if the Celtics do anything. If beyond a borderline nothing move in Mike Muscala, we'll let you know. The first hour of Jones and Mego is brought to you by Arbella Insurance. Here for good. We'll get to your phone calls. There's a lot of you waiting patiently. 617-779-7937. Just real quick, Mego, and it ties into what you were just saying. There's a lot going on. The Celtics are basically a part of none of it. Is that an indictment on Brad Stevens if they stay there? I mean, he still has plenty of time to work out a trade. We can find out NBA trades uh, well after the deadline, a half an hour after the deadline sometimes. So it's not like he doesn't have time, but time is running out. And outside of Mike Muscala, who I don't think is putting asses in the seats, or hopefully playing in a playoff series extended minutes, the Celtics aren't doing anything. Ooh, it looks like Brad has a lot of confidence in his guys because everybody else, these trades are flying in. You just got Pat Beverly for Mo Bamba. 
traded. I mean, Pat Beverly, was I the, guess he's been... That whole Lakers roster is kind it. of polar opposite position. That's the takeaway with the Lakers, though. It's like, all, they got rid of Westbrook. They got rid of Thomas Bryant, which is a minor move. They got rid of Patrick Beverly, which is a minor move, but the Lakers are just completely reshaping everything they're doing. They're getting shooting around LeBron and Anthony Davis, which is smart. So a lot of these moves that are coming in, you know, it's like, okay, Jay Crowder's going here. John Wall's going here. These are not the blockbuster moves that Kevin Durant was, which is why we kind of started with that. I'm just looking at, I got to look at the Celtics bench and say, do you really feel like some of the guys that you're hanging on to are better than what's out there in terms of what you need? And I feel that way about the guards mostly. Well, your guards are so deep. I love my son, Peyton Pritchard, but come on. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? And, uh, you know, is Brad allowed to go all in? Like, I guess we shouldn't absolve Wick Grosbeck here either. I mentioned the, the cheapness, like, did they not want to pay for Jakob Pertl, who you're going to have to pay, or Mo Bamba? I'd have to double-check his status, who's now a Laker. But it's like the other bigs they had been linked to, some of them anyway, have been traded. And the Celtics, in terms of draft capital, a first-round pick for Pertl, uh, maybe money in the case of both Pertl and Bamba, they're not willing to pay it where they go with the bench fodder, the second-round picks, and the cheaper option in Mescala. Does that tell you that they were out on the asking price that big, which I, that's not my main need for them. I want to wing over a big, but I don't want the Celtics cheaping out if you're all in and it's banner 18 and you're muscling up, Wick. Well, then you should let Brad muscle up and this team should be thinking bigger than Mike Muscala. Because unless, t- unless Brad yeah. misheard him, as I joked earlier, and thought he said Muscala, not muscle up, this is not enough. They took the TJ Maxx big is what happened. Yes. And, and that's that's Okay. You can get great deals at TJ Maxx. I love TJ Maxx. Arkan's like, hey, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a totally bad thing. That's his entire outfit at TJ Maxx. I know. I, I'm wearing a skirt from TJ Maxx right now, but you got a TJ Maxx big. Like, you could have gone to Nordstrom or Bloomingdale's, and you were like, uh, you know what? I'm maybe maybe for something else. This one's just in case. I also so think... Go get, you, went and got a TJ Maxx trade. I also think your guards are too good to trade for Mo Bamba. You know what I mean? Like, even Peyton Pritchard, like, I don't know if that would have been enough to get him. Peyton Pritchard's too good for Mo Bamba? No, 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 no the other not. ones. Okay. Not, not Peyton Pritchard, I agree the with other you. ones Look, are. I've had, uh, I don't know if this has been, uh, uh, if I've ever uttered this before, but I'm not Marcus Smart's biggest fan. I don't know if you no. know that. That would be way too much for Mo Bamba. Brogdon no, or White that's... would be an overpay you for Mo Bamba. You said Derek too. White was a fine player yesterday. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. But again, also, he's been playing better than fine the last 10 games. I mean, if if you want to start Derek White over Marcus smart and get smart out of here i'd be on board but anyway neither here nor there when it comes to the guards pritchard for one of these bigs would be fine i agree the other guys are too big for the uh too good rather for the bigs that have beverly's been. better than pritchard so i mean orlando would rather do that but i feel like if you traded any of your other guards would for bombi you'd be getting ripped off what's patrick beverly doing for orlando wouldn't they rather have a young player maybe but he's a better player veteran presence well then you got to ask yourself is this something where daddy brad is also looking at peyton and going we're we said we'd do right by you so we're going to do right by you and make they sure better you not, end up no. in a good situation that's not that's, that's not acceptable that's my concern Concerned with Daddy Brad no, no, being no. GM no. because it's like these are my you know I got to take care of everybody. But he hasn't done that. He traded Neesmith. You know he's traded young he players on the roster. He hasn't done that. With Neesmith was kind of the exception because everybody else that he's been cold blooded with were Langford. people that they brought. Okay, Romeo Langford. Look, I'm just telling you, he's <laughs> traded other young players on the roster. Is my only point. He didn't fall in love with them. I think like Brad. Neesmith is the closest to Pritchard. Sure. In terms yeah, oh, of Pritchard's better moves. than both of them. But I'm just he's traded other other young players. So to me. That is not acceptable. Like, no, oh, we're not going to do wrong by Peyton Pritchard? No, no, no. Do wrong by Peyton Pritchard if it's going to help you win a championship. 
617-779-7937. A lot of you waiting patiently here to get in touch with Jones and Mego with Arcan. Again, the NBA trade deadline about a half an hour away. Celtics currently doing uh, diddly squat outside of Mike Muscala. John is in Connecticut. Get us started here today, John. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good. I, I think the Celtics already made their moves in the offseason. I think Brogdon was kind of the missing piece of the puzzle as far as that veteran presence in the finals. We definitely saw them kind of scattered and young. I think him was their big move. I think the only other move is lock up Jalen Brown, plain and simple. I think lock him in, stop with these trade rumors. If you have Tatum and Brown locked in for the next four or five years, you are going to be top three in the East for the next four or five years. Okay, well, and I'll, then when a third piece comes available. All I'll say about Jalen Brown, it doesn't make any sense for him to sign today. I don't know no. if that's what the caller meant. But, but long-term, you should be signing Jalen Brown. behind the scenes, you can say, we love you, you're our yeah. future. When right? you make all, you're not going to put pen NBA, and right now. Well, and Jalen's not going to, is he, what I mean. He, correct. He'd be stupid to do it because they can offer him more if he makes an all-NBA team. He can be super max. So I, I don't know if that's what he meant or not. Would you be okay with the Celtics saying, well, we already got Brogdon, and we added some depth in the front court with Mike Muscala, so we're done? I would have felt better about that a month ago, but just looking at the standings now, it is much tighter in the East than it had been. Man. And I, I don't know if you feel Arcan like... Sixers are right there. I know. Yeah. No, I'm more worried about someone like the Cavs, honestly, coming up and have disrupting. They, I, and Because I, 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 I say that because I'm obviously worried about the Bucks. That's, I think, your prime yeah, yeah. challenger. But there's other... Upstarts out there, I'll say. Did, have the Cavs done anything today? I actually meant to ask that in the first segment. I, I know they were rumored to be in on... Was it Durant? No, who were they? Bridges? They were rumored to be in on somebody, and they were dangling um, uh, Levert. So I, I I don't know I don't know what that that trade was I don't think the Cavs have done anything the Cavs like, have done jack yeah, okay absolutely so nothing. that but that's like so the Bucks added Jay Crowder that's a minor move but I do think that's a championship type of move that's a that's a winning player uh, although he doesn't have a championship but he's gone on deep runs uh, so I think that's a nice move for them but it's just a peripheral piece I'd rather have Jay Crowder than Mike Mascala but that's not a big difference um, I'd keep an eye on Cleveland if Cleveland makes a big move. Then you say, okay, Cleveland could be a real force in the East. Right now, it's pretty much the Celtics and the Bucks. Maybe Cleveland's on the periphery because we now know Brooklyn's out. Uh, 617-779-7937. David's in the car. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking the call. So, you know, I'm really happy what the Celtics are doing. I, I am so sick of hearing about Kevin Durant. You know, the majority of the fans out here, they don't want him. David, we didn't want him out. David, you know, can, I, can I just jump in quickly and you can get to your Durant point? When you say what the Celtics are doing, what, what are they doing? Nothing, Whatever they're not, not doing is perfect. Not much, which is great. Okay. Leave the team the way it is. You have a good team. You were there last so year. Don't do You're anything. knocking on the door again. Don't change anything. Whatever they're don't doing change. is perfect. <laughs> good to know the Celtics fans still feel that way. I mean, it is, it is a little how I'm interpreting it. He said the fans don't want Durant. I just reject that. They, they may not want to give up Jalen sitting here today, but if they did, they'd all talk themselves into it. And furthermore, the point with Durant is if the Nets are getting Mikael Bridges... That's not, that is not Jalen Brown territory. That's closer to Marcus Smart and Time Lord and Grant Williams. And he's better than all those guys. But it's closer to that territory than an all-star, all-NBA caliber player like Jalen Brown. To me, the difficult position so here... So Durant, Durant went cheap, is my yeah. point, for, for at least for what I thought he was going to go for. Cheaper than we expected. Yeah. Cost might have been higher for a team in the division, though, too. Maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Maybe. It's a good point. I When I just look at these trades that are happening elsewhere in the league, I still think that... Aside from maybe the Suns now, I haven't looked at them closely top to bottom, but the Celtics, I think, still have the strongest roster top to bottom. Uh, Golden State got better, too. Sadiq, yeah. Bay, Sadiq Bay is a good get That's for them. That's a good call. Uh, he so, just got flipped to Atlanta, though. But, but, so. like, <laughs> oh, he did? Wait, yeah. hang on. So, so, the Warrior, so what did the Warriors get? The Warriors get five second-round picks. 
What is with these five second round picks oh, I thought, being thrown I around? So they traded Bay to Atlanta for five this is second a second round picks. Second trade yeah. with five second round picks all thrown the, up. All the trades are second round picks. Which Can I just... interest you in five <laughs> second round picks? Outside of Durant, they're all second round picks. Okay. I don't know if we do it for four second so, round so, picks. So, so, okay, how about five? Here's five. You got a deal. So, oh, oh, so oh. I, I, I'll take back what I said about the Warriors. They did not get better then. They just subtracted they got... James Wiseman and didn't get Sadiq Bay. So to your point, who among the championship caliber? Well, teams really got better. Phoenix. Even no, I mean, even just sitting here, then you look at who are the real trade pieces. Like, didn't Denver subtract? They traded Bones Highland? Has Memphis done anything? So, like, teams at the top of the conferences have not done much outside of Phoenix. You're right they about that. They feel strong about their rosters. And I guess, you know, I, I kind of like the caller's point that Brad did some work in the offseason bringing in Malcolm Brogdon and having scoring, playmaking, coming off the bench. It's just, I look at what's happened the last two games with Jalen getting hurt last night, which we haven't even gotten to with the facial contusion. No, wait, that's weird. He's always so healthy. I've been told he, he always plays all the time, and he's always so healthy. That's Can weird. I run through this recently? Because I did this for you, well, and then we'll jump back well, to it. No, no, let's save the Jalen stuff, because okay. I do want to get to that. But what, what is your point on the uh, the teams and what they've done and, and, and believing in their rosters? Because I agree, it, it does appear that most teams are, outside of Phoenix, believing in their roster Well, because the I sit here, and I look at who's available or who's possibly available and who's moving around, and I go, is that piece really better than the way that Derek White has fit in with this team. Is that piece better than Grant Williams? Grant Williams' production has fallen fallen off a little bit, but I do think that he is a true chemistry guy for the locker room. Well, so you bring up Grant. Yeah. Let's um, and Grant played well last night. He did. Uh, I my favorite part of the game is when Embiid just said, "Get this stiff off me," and he ran him over. Like that was my favorite part last night when Embiid just bitched him around and was like, "Get this stiff off this guy trying trying to flop and guard me. Get him off me." You didn't like when he made the stinky face I, to I, Luke Cornett well, for you know the what? Cornett contest. I also like that. He waved but, that off. But, like it smells. But Grant played well is my only point. He had not been playing well. He played well last night. Kevin O'Connor, and we we read this earlier in the week. O'Connor wrote this at the Ringer, but he was on early edition last night with Trenny and alongside Gary Washburn, who blew off the midday show earlier today. And here's what he had to say about Grant Williams and the potential of him moving by 3 p.m. It's definitely possible. They've received a lot of calls about him in, in recent weeks. And with Grant Williams becoming an upcoming restricted free agent, might want, you know, in the upwards of, you know, 16, 17, 18 million dollars. That might not make the most financial sense for Boston to invest in him moving forward, considering his role on the team. So whether, you know, Gary's right, like you would have to give up more than Gallinari and Pritchard to get somebody like Pirtle back. Grant Williams is about the equivalent of a first first round pick in terms of value in return. So he would make sense as somebody to plug into that deal or something else out there uh, in return for him before he hits the market this offseason. Okay, he thinks he could move. Here's my question, and this just occurred to me, and maybe I should have thought of this earlier. <laughs> Are we looking at the Mescala trade wrong? Is the Mescala trade getting a shooting big on the cheap? Is he a Grant Williams replacement or a Grant Williams hedge so you can throw Grant Williams into a larger deal possibly, of three? Possibly. Possibly. I wish yeah. I thought of that earlier. That just occurred to me now. But are we looking at the Mescala thing backwards? He's not the fourth or fifth big. He's a hedge against Grant so you can roll Grant into a bigger trade for a wing. You think then that they will do that? Because well, I, I would only I mean, say... You heard I would Kevin O'Connor. He said, he said he's up for grabs. He could the, move. But the main difference to me is, and I feel this way about Grant, like, I understand he irritates the hell out of people and they don't like the way that he talks to the refs and the flopping and the, the attitude that they perceive from him as obnoxious. But 
it just, it stinks to me of the, and I've said this before, the 2010-2011 Perk trade. Like, not the same kind of player, but same situation where Perk was going into free agency after the season. Really good team coming off of a year where it looked like they could go back to the finals. And it really screwed up that chemistry. Like, it really, really did. And it also, Grant is good against Giannis. Like, if there's anything that Grant does on the floor that's really productive for the playoffs, it is his defense against Giannis. Yeah, and he, was, he was invisible in the finals, but he was good in that Bucs series. He was series, really right. good against Giannis in that Bucs So would you series. pay him then, Megan? Because he's going to be a free agent. No, but I would like him around for the end of the year. All right. I'll say it that way. So, I think maybe uh, Muscala might be insurance for when he does leave. All right, you know, we're well, not going to pay this guy this kind of money. Then I'm back to thinking the Muscala deal sucks. If, if Muscala is here to pseudo-replace Grant Williams so you can upgrade on the wing, I'll look at it and say that was smart because Muscala can do offensively anyway 75% of what Grant can do. Yeah, right? I'm not that interested in what Grant Grant can shoot from the corner, okay, right. like most guys in the NBA can. Right, and that's what this this guy, people look at it and go, oh, he's a 40% shooter on threes or, or 39 for his career or whatever it is. I'm sure they're wide open. Like, I'm sure they're just wide open. As Grant was Correct. against the Bucks. Right, so to me... I don't know how good of a shooter Muscala is. I want to watch him more night in and night out. But whatever, if he's open, Tatum's going to be doubled and Jalen will take, like, he's going to get open looks. Just like Brogdon's gotten open looks, Muscala will get him. So if that's what they're doing, fine. I like the Grant thing more. In general, am I trying to subtract from a team contending for a championship? No. And Grant's a good rotational player. And I don't want his contract status to factor into it. I just want to say, what's their bigger need? And is Grant a chip to upgrade at a bigger position of need? That's where I would include Grant Williams in a move. I'm not, I'm not trading him to save money in the offseason because, again, I'm trying to win a title. Uh, Nate is in Westfield, 617-779-7937. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, guys. Hey, Mego. Uh, you guys doing good? Good, good. I'm doing good, too. Thank you. Just a real quick uh, two Well questions. done, Nate. Uh, <laughs> um, so in regards to the Durant trade, uh, Durant trade would you guys – what do you guys think, uh, which team would benefit more the Suns who got Durant or the hypothetical Celtics if they did get Durant? And also, who is the better team right now? And if they mean the finals, who would you take? And uh, I appreciate you taking that. Okay, let's answer the second one first. Celtics and Suns, it's a seven-game series, NBA finals. Who are you picking? Kind of nightmarish, isn't it? A seven, so they go to seven. No, well, I'm sorry. Maybe I okay. maybe I phrased that poorly. It's an yeah. NBA Finals. It goes it's, however far. Oh, it goes. they don't yes. change the NBA Final <laughs> format before the two teams get there. No. Okay, I'm glad that you that you structured it that I way. Don't, I don't. I guess I don't know why I said seven games. <laughs> I, I was don't like, know why. So it goes to seven games. I don't That's know why fun. I said that. I guess. Um, I might take the Suns. I mean, look, I, I would take Paul Phoenix is, and wouldn't think Chris twice. Chris Paul is the ultimate choke artist in that scenario. That's why but I'm picking the Celtics. I know. That's really <laughs> the only thing holding me back, though. But with Kevin Durant there. No, like, I mean, uh, Tatum didn't choke at all on the big stage last year. He's a young He doesn't though. choke every single year like he's Chris Paul He's a baby. He's a baby. He doesn't yeah. have the he's, track record that Chris Paul He's got the Paul same has. amount of titles as Chris Paul. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Chris Paul been, is actively the, like They've been in the league for a different amount of time. Tatum actively choked in the NBA Finals. One time. Yes, once. Okay. Yeah. Chris Paul does it every single year. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. A I, very different I don't, uh, level I'd, of choking, I'd I wouldn't say. act like the Celtics are a bunch of winners, is all I'd say, because they haven't won anything. I know we all act like they've won a bunch. They haven't won anything, and Tatum did just choke. Um, They won the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> Jones. Uh, Chris Paul won a Western Conference Final two years ago. So, you know, I, I, I don't love Chris Paul as a big game player, but I'd take the Suns and wouldn't think twice about it, and it wouldn't go seven games. Uh, to, to, to be, point. I, I would be picking them in spite of Chris Paul. It wouldn't even go seven games. So Arkan has the Celtics in that scenario. His other question, who would benefit more? I think Phoenix benefits more because they gave up less. If you're giving up Jalen, 
that is close. I mean, I've acknowledged it's close, but I would rather have Durant. But there's so many reasons for this discount, right? That's like, as I think of this further, and Arkham brought up a great point that you're sending him all the way across the country. But it's also kind of, you know, it's been transparently where Durant wants to go since last year. So it seemed like it's the easiest deal to make. Just flip it quickly. I don't know. I, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't hang on to Durant longer to try to see if they could attract any talent around him. But my, I guess they're just freaking done. My Brooklyn Nets? Yes, your Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Yeah, no, no, they're they're done. They're officially done. Is Scal, does Scal still think they're going far in the playoffs? I or can't it, imagine he does. Or is, that, is he going to, I don't know. I, well, we're going to find out. They got another 3 and D player that he likes. 617-779-7937. We'll continue with all your feedback here coming up next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. I'm Mike Muscala of the Atlanta Hawks, and my non-basketball playing skill is rapping. Call me Mike Jaws of the best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. Trying to find the recipe, I call him Plankton. The flow so appealing, best rapper in the league. Aw oh, man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up, Shaq? Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. All right, uh, hey, Mike man. Jaws. Well, hey now, I thought that was pretty funky. <laughs> Didn't know we were trading for hip-hop royalty today. <laughs> Tell you what, he can really spit, as the kids like to say. Gee willikers. Uh, that's Mike Mascala, the newest Celtic, on uh, Inside the NBA. Uh, how old is that, Arkan? You're the one who sent that. Is that a few years old? How old um, is that? It was from when he was in Atlanta, so let me check. Oh, I that's, think it's, uh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it's a while ago. Uh, oh, Mike man. Jaws. <laughs> who? Mike Jaws. <laughs> uh, between 2013 and 2018. I don't know exactly what year it was. Though. Okay. Yeah. Back when rap was really bad? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, why? Can I just ask a question? Like, let's say Mike Muscala wasn't a new Celtic. He had been on the Celtics for a few years. Would we even want him on this show? Never mind on Inside the NBA. What was what were they doing? Slumming it with Mike Muscala. Uh, but anyway. Uh, well, when he... someone has an amazing talent, Jones, That's true. you want to try and get it on the well, air. Now, now that, now that yeah. I know he can rap, I guess we uh, we would take We'll take him. Uh, Boston Celtics, if you're listening, they, they, they love me over there. Uh, well, we'll take him. Oh, we'll take him. Uh, it's Jones and Mego with our kid. As we come up on the NBA's 3 p.m. trade deadline, uh, you can weigh in 617-779-7937. The first hour of Jones and Mego brought to you each and every day by our Bella Insurance here for good. So still nothing going on with the Celtics, right? I feel like they're done. I think they're done. I think they're done. I hope not. They shouldn't be done, but I I think they're done. I think they're done. I got my hopes up a little bit. I, I had already thought that. When they made their Mike Muscala trade, and and if you're just tuning in and we keep referencing that name, the Celtics earlier today dealt two second-round picks, bench fodder, Justin Jackson, uh, for Mike Muscala, who's a shooting big. You know, he's shot it very well for his career, and maybe he's a depth piece, or maybe he's a hedge against Grant Williams, maybe. Uh, but that's not enough, I don't think, to put yourself over the top. And I was hoping they'd add a wing over a big. Now, to Mego's point, a lot of the contenders in the NBA, save for Phoenix, who dealt for Kevin Durant overnight, haven't made big moves. But it feels like they're done. I think they're done. I got my hopes up a little bit when Gresham Fourier said, well, Washburn's rescheduling for tomorrow. Maybe something's happening. But I, uh, I no longer have my hopes up. I think they're done. And I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in Brad Stevens. 
If they're done, like I'll, I'll amend. Because right, you thought he was going to muscle up. I I did. The owner said muscle up, right? Yeah, I mean they, that's what he's he keeps saying. Like I'm going to open my wallet. It's fine. I feel like whatever so goes why'd, wrong. So why would say it? Because he's washing his hands of it and saying anything that goes wrong. If we don't get some great guy that all the fans want, it's not on me. It's on Brad. Okay. Well, or or maybe just Wick likes. The PR and likes yeah, his name out there in the headlines. Yeah, he like and, an aggressive owner who wants I'll to go out and win. spend anything. Meanwhile, they're not. Uh, uh, muscle up. We'll do anything. Meanwhile, they're not. And so, right, that looks good in headlines. It's good PR. I'm Mark Cuban. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm a bold owner. Uh, but right now, hmm, Celtics haven't done it. If that changes, I'll give them credit. But this ain't enough. And I am disappointed specifically in Brad because... He had been bold. The Horford move was not a bold move. Don't give him credit for that. I'd give him credit for the trade, but that wasn't bold. That was who will take Kemba's contract and what's the most we can get back. That was not bold. That dropped into his lap, and Horford had more left in the tank than, than I think anybody thought. Certainly more than I thought. I'd guess more than Brad Stevens and the Celtics thought. The, the Derek White trade, that's a bold trade. Ainge wouldn't have made that trade. And you didn't like it at the time. No, I thought they overpaid. Uh, the um, uh, Why am I blanking? The Brogdon trade, rather. That's another bold move. They they could have said, we made the NBA Finals. We don't have to make a move. I kind of thought that's what they were going to do. And they went out and traded for Malcolm Brogdon. So generally, Brad has been aggressive. So and, then why don't you trust him here? Well, I just, I mean, I think they're done. I, With I, his I don't know. track record, yeah, but you say you're disappointed. So why don't you trust that what they have on the roster well, is just, better than what's floating around well, out there? maybe. In possibility but land. But it hasn't been good enough. They haven't won. So, I don't know. Like, until they win, I'm going to question it. It's not, again, to my point about Celtics fans always, they haven't won since 2008. Mm-hmm. If you're our age, 40 and under, I'll lump you in with that, Meg. Oh, I'm making you a little older than you are. Arcan, you're 40. So, you know, 40 and under, the Celtics basically have one championship in your lifetime. One. You know, there were there were others in the 80s when you were like two, like no, me. they literally have one championship in my lifetime. Right, exactly. So in Mego's lifetime, there's one championship. Three in my lifetime. So I know, I, I don't count. I was born in 84, I was two in 86. Those don't count, sorry. There's basically one championship in my lifetime. So I'm going to doubt the Celtics until they do it. Brad hasn't done it. He got them to the finals, but they didn't do it. They were short, and they needed more playmaking, so they got Brogdon. I was hoping they would have been more aggressive today, and there is still time to do it. It's 10 minutes until the NBA trade deadline. It's not like they did nothing. At least he added something. It's minor. It's better than nothing, but not by much. In he didn't, the other thing is he didn't want to give anything up. Like That's what it comes down to for me is he, he seems extremely tied to the current roster. That's scary, and, though, because that's what Ainge did. Yeah. Doesn't it feel, I mean, Angel was like, ooh, the picks, the picks, the hoarding of the picks, True. which is a little different. Angel wouldn't have given up second-round picks. That's, well, a, good, that's Ainge, a good point. When Ainge made moves, all these idiots giving up their second-round <laughs> picks. When Ainge made moves to roster moves, like I talked about with Perk and Nate Robinson, he said that that was the decision he regretted the most out yeah. of everything. So, He's like, what a mistake, giving, I mean, up, giving up players on it, the roster. It was a mistake. No, that one, was, that one was a mistake. And look, this is where my, my logic doesn't always work out. I, I gamble on talent. That's I w- why I look at this. And I, I would have gambled on Jeff Green, too. It didn't work. But I look at this and I go, logically, I understand how moving Grant Williams right now before he hits free agency and getting something back for him. I totally understand how that makes logical sense. But in like my reptile brain, I'm like, I have alarms going off. Being like, I've seen this before, and it went pretty poorly. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. Should I turn off my reptile brain? No. No, no, no. Okay. no Leave it on. The, keep the reptile brain going. I like it. Something just happened in the NBA that's got me wondering if there's something bigger at stake Ooh, here. Something what? bigger what, 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 going what? on. The Blazers just traded Gary Payton II to the Warriors for 
five second round picks. I'm not kidding. <laughs> five second round. Is there something about five second round picks? Does that trigger some sort of like CBA thing or something? Like what is going on with the five second round picks? I don't know. I don't know. But the Warriors moved on from Peyton. Now they have him back. Yes. They had Sadiq Bay, but then they traded him for five second round picks. I have to picks. be honest. I didn't know that they moved on from Gary Payton Jr. and then brought him back. Yep, he's back. super weird. It's Eric, another thing that we keep seeing Eric right Gordon's back with the Clippers. Yep. John Wall is back to the Rockets. Did I see that yes. right? Yeah, but they're going to wait. They're probably going to buy him out okay. again. And, and Gary Payton's back to the Warriors. So that is that is weird. Second round picks are flying around. Yeah, you know what, you know what a second round a pick time. gets you? It gets you uh, Abdul Nader, yes. Jordan Mickey, Jabari Bird, Tremont right. Waters. Right. Oh, remember Jabari Bird? Yeah, yeah, not a good guy. Not a good. guy. I do because I'm looking at his name right now. Prior to that, I'm like, oh, geez, wish we had traded those second round draft picks. Let's uh, let's go to Paul at Abington, waiting patiently. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, real quick, you know, this whole talk about. You know, being tied to a roster, you have to take into consideration since Stevens took over, 38.5% of the top eight players in that roster are Stevens' guys that he re-picked up or picked up, being Horford, Brogdon, and White. So don't say he's tied to the roster, and even if he is... Yeah, I don't give him too much. Horford had already been there. That one doesn't really count. No, yeah, it does. It does count because you you just made the comment that you thought he was done, and now he's back to doing what he was doing with us. I did, but he left but us. that's that's that you're you're saying it's different than Danny Ainge's roster. Ainge had Horford. Mego, you can't weigh in because he only addressed the gentleman here. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, he doesn't want to hear your opinion on this very clearly. Uh, no, look, I, I I don't think I don't think Brad's been married to his players in the past. That's what I'm saying, dum dum. I just said I, I thought he would be bold and he would make moves. Now he's falling in love with the roster is what would scare me. That's what I'm saying. Can you be in love with this roster? It is top to bottom probably the best roster in the NBA. You can, but I would say generally falling in love with something and standing pat and not being aggressive. I would say generally other teams. I know you don't like this logic, Mego, but I would say generally other teams get better and know what you have and they zoom past you. While you sit there twiddling your thumbs and saying, ah, we're good enough. Other teams improve. But that's where I'm looking at, okay, what are what have the Bucks done? They added Jay Crowder. What have the Cavs done? They've done nothing. So I'm looking in your own conference. Now, the West is way stronger. Um, you can l- try to plan for that. It doesn't really make sense. You have to plan within your own conference, build your roster for that. So I look around the Eastern Conference and I go, it, you know, it got seemingly seemingly either the same or significantly easier. Yeah, the bu- the Bucks. I would I would accuse stuff. the Bucks of the same thing the Celtics are doing. The Bucks didn't get a lot better. Jay Crowder is basically the same as Mike Muscala. Similar type of move. I'd rather have Crowder. He's older, uh, but I-, I think that's a similar type of move. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Tell me, Mike Jaws are the best kept secret. I'm sorry, I, I referred to him uh, poorly. It's Mike Jaws. <laughs> best kept uh, secret. We'll get to all your phone calls coming up on the NBA's trade deadline. If the Celtics do anything, we'll be sure to pass it along. Do you want them to do anything? Do you trust Brad Stevens? Do you think they should have been in on Kevin Durant? All these things we've discussed. Let's get to the Patriots though, and their big needs in the off season. Assuming the Celtics aren't doing anything, we'll do that uh, coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.